I think I've lived most of my life trying to make the world a better place. I was in one way or another trying to believe that whatever small acts I took would be of help. For as long as I can remember, have been trying to do this, trying to make things better in the world. I remember when I was six and my siblings and I were asking my mom what she wanted for Christmas and she kept saying peace of mind. I got out my Daffy Duck scissors and I found an empty plastic container that had, I don't know, candies or maybe nuts or something and I washed it and then I cut out all of these hearts from paper and I colored them and I wrote on all of them, probably incorrectly, I wrote the words peace of mind and I put them in the container and I sprayed it inside with my mom's Lily of the Valley perfume and I wrapped it up and I gave it to her for Christmas. I wanted so badly to make her world a better place. And I grew up and I carried on trying to find ways to bring good to the world, to help the world, the bigger world and my little world. But it felt daunting. It felt like an impossibility. As I became an adult and I, you know, you become more aware of the world and it's hard to not get sucked into the focus of the negatives. And uh, that became part of my efforts was to to really limit what I was taking in. And I'm a ridiculously endless believer in love and light and possibilities and the good in the world. And so I just kept going on that track and following where my heart led me, but no amount of, of what I was doing felt like enough. No amount of donating, whatever funds I might've had, being a vegetarian, advocating for animals, for the earth, losing my shit on people who toss their cigarettes or garbage out the window of their car. <laughs> I still call them out, but I'm much calmer in my approach because, you know, I'm older now and I want to be kinder. <laughs> I loved the world. I loved our mother earth. I loved her creatures. I loved nature. I wanted people to be happier. I wanted to be happier. I still do this thing where I uh, write love notes for months and I would leave them in random places in the cities I lived because, you know, you give your love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Isn't that the truth? I believe that. I believe, and I still do, that love is the answer. However, it wasn't until I was in my 40s that I realized I had it all backwards. I was giving my love and advocacy and voice to the world in the ways that I was trying and trying and trying, but inside myself, I was acting like an enemy. Me with all the words of like, I can't do enough, it's not enough. They were reflections of the ways I believed that I was not enough. And so somewhere along the line, I learned or I realized that if I was not enough, then how could anything I do for the world ever be enough? And that was a realization that astounded me. I mean, I heard the whole love yourself and you can love others more concept, but it landed differently for me in my 40s. It became very real. I had to be enough. I had to make choices that were loving and caring for myself in order to be truly loving and caring to the world, not the other way around. So that's what I do. I care for myself as though I am the distribution center of if you will, for the, the good that I want to see in the world. And I am not perfect at it, but I believe that that makes a difference. 
I still do all the things, protect the earth, ethical food choices, support local farmers. I, I'm a part of meditations for peace and pray. I'm kind to strangers. I do, I'll do any of it. I'll do as much of it as I can. What has become true is that the foundation for the ways I move as a member of this world is I make my choices and I take my actions and I back my words with authenticity and I, I start with myself first. And that has become enough somehow for me to live in a better world. I have to, and I had to live in a better, more kinder, loving world with and within myself. And I think that's true for all of us. This is it, actually. Take a sip and grab a seat, cause this is it. Okay, hello. Thank you for pushing play today. I hope you are feeling good or at the very least, okay. And I hope you'll do one thing today that will make you smile. The first story that you heard was from my friend, Jen. I personally think she makes the world better just by being in it. So yeah, plus her voice is like caramel. So I came up with this brilliant topic idea. And when I sat down to write the stories, I was like, "Uh oh, <laughs> how do we make the world better? Like, I actually have no idea. I mean, not that I thought I was going to solve the centuries-old mystery in this particular episode, but I wasn't even sure where to start. So I just started rambling on paper, and that's what you're going to get. Just the other day, I was talking with a friend about joy. My youngest daughter comes home from school every single day saying it was the best day ever. I kid you not, every single day. Hey Izzy, how was your day today? Mama, I'm not joking, today was the best day ever. My oldest daughter spends hours laughing with friends loudly in her room or over FaceTime. They go for walks and they climb on roofs and they sit in the park and they mostly do nothing and I usually hear that it was so much fun. So joy looks different at different stages in our lives, doesn't it? I clearly remember the kind of fun that my kids are having. Sometimes it feels like a really long time ago, and sometimes it feels like just yesterday. I think we've all lost a little joy in the last few years, and with everything going on in the world, joy almost felt self-indulgent. Can I still be happy while trying to fix the world? Because let's face it, it's serious business. But I also think it can feel hard to find, especially when you're looking for those big, fun, joyous, over-the-top, delightful moments. But see, there isn't just one recipe. Someone said to me last week that she was so happy to feel happy. I was like, oh shit, right. Just waking up and feeling good is more than good enough. Because we all know that energy can be contagious, and so maybe it's not about solving all the world's problems in one fell swoop. Maybe it's just about starting there, with joy. When I think of how to make the world better, a very definitive story comes to mind, and it's of my 18-year-old self. Weeks before my 18th birthday, I got a call that my father had taken his own life, and it was really sudden and really devastating, and it is exactly why I'm a psychologist sitting before you. But back in 1998, I remember this moment. I remember plopping on my couch, just devastated, 
I was living with my single mom who was struggling with drug addiction. I'd never tried drugs in my life, but honestly, in that moment, I did have a thought, you know what? Maybe I just numb out because this is a lot. This is a lot for my child brain to understand and comprehend and deal with. But there was this something, this energy, honestly, that came over me that was like, make him proud, make this passing worth it. Take all of this pain and funnel it into something. And that's exactly what I did. I funneled it into my grades. I funneled it into my work and fast forward as one of Toronto's leading psychologists with one of the biggest, fastest growing clinics, 55 therapists. Think of the ripple effect of that. Take that pain that you feel in your gut, and that is what can fuel you to make this world a better place. I have this little theory that slowly, slowly changing the way of the world, step by step, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. It's that when you're making those small decisions that create the fabric of your life, shape your day, your week, your month, your year, your legacy. When those decisions come from a place of the values that matter to you most, it makes a huge difference. So imagine, imagine if you wish to be known as the giving one and you decide that that is your priority or you wish to be known for excellence or service or compassion or creativity, whatever it be. When we're coming from a place of what matters to us most, it's revolutionary. Before the pandemic, no one necessarily had health as their number one value. And then suddenly we're all living. Our lives are completely transformed to make sure that we, and even more importantly, that others around us stay healthy. I don't suggest you go forward with just one value, but many. Five is a good number. And you create a sense of balance. You're not overloaded, but you're also making impact in the spaces that matter to you most. This alone makes the world a better place. Imagine when you're thinking about your children. You hope that your children will have a good education, a given for any school, but that your child be kind, be loving, be generous, be soulful. Those are the type of values that you strive to give them so that our planet is truly left in a better place because of our story told here, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. So as you know, I'm making a digital TV series based on the podcast, and it's been just about as awesome as I thought it would be. Meeting new people and hearing their stories and just actually being out in the world has been really nice for my head and my heart. There's a main guest for each episode, but there's also a little segment that, for lack of a better word, I'm calling streeters. I basically go out and ask a bunch of people the same questions and we cut them all together to show off a variety of faces and hear a bunch of different answers to the same question. I think it's my favorite part of the show. The thing is, it's super hard for me to walk up and ask strangers to be on camera. You'd think I'd be used to it by now, all these years working in TV, but I actually find it super awkward and I hate rejection. <laughs> but I was out one day shooting with my DOP, my director of photography, Catherine, and we decided to pull on our big girl pants and just do it. Approach and ask strangers. I mean, that's kind of what this whole platform is about. So I'm not really staying true to my word if I can't do that, right? 
So I see this construction worker standing at his truck. He's kind of older and a little bit grizzled looking, and he's smoking a ciggy, and I think he looks perfect. I start to walk up to him, and his phone rings, and he turns his back to me. Damn it. So we laugh, and we shrug to one another, and we turn the corner, and just as we round the building, there's this other construction guy standing there with his hard hat on and his tool belt slung over his shoulder, and seriously, the most beautiful and sweet and warm face. He's a bit hesitant, as you would be when someone wants to shove a camera in your face, but he eventually says yes. I ask questions like, who do you love and what's quirky about you, to what's the biggest loss of your life and how do we make the world better? The answers are always so varied, obviously, but sometimes they're the same, and I cannot tell you how much my skin tingles when I'm listening to people talk. So back to my construction guy. He had no idea what he was getting into, and I had to do a smidge of convincing, but when he started to answer, he lit up. He talked about his wife and his kids and the state of the world, and he smiled, and I shit you not, he started to tear up at the end. Once the camera was turned off, he got kind of quiet, and he smiled at us and said, I've been working as an electrician for nine years now, and today was the worst day that I've ever had on the job. That's how this day was going to go down. Until now. It just became one of the best. I'm not totally sure how to process that, even all these weeks later, but I can tell you this. We talked to a stranger, we asked him some questions, he told us his stories, and we all walked away with incredibly full hearts. How to make the world better. Oh, such a powerful question. And I really think if more people would pay attention to this question, that the world really truly would be a better place. And my answer would be improving yourself, paying attention to how you can improve your own self, taking care of your past traumas, doing therapy, taking care of your body, really improving yourself. And the reason why I say that is because when we are living in our true, authentic, healthiest version of ourselves, we are radiating this positive vibration. And the people around us feel that. Like, have you ever walked through the store or even like on a trail and you meet people and they see your vibration, they see your energy, your smile on your face. You can tell they can see that you're a good person and that you're happy and that you're just enjoying your day. And that puts a smile on people's faces. At least it puts a smile on my face when I see people living this way and just enjoying themselves. So I would say, take care of you. Improve yourself in every which way you possibly can. Read books, listen to podcasts, listen to great information like this right here, right now. This is improving you in so many ways. You don't even realize it sometimes, but by improving you, you are helping the world. Other people that come in contact with you, the, your family members, the people that you're raising, your children, all these people are learning from you and watching you when you are taking care of you. So if you could help make the world a better place, start with yourself. Whatever feels like living in your authentic self, 
do that. Improve yourself in any way possible. Taking care of your health, taking care of your mental mindset, enjoying life more, taking more trips or more time to chill and read a book. All of these things you can improve yourself with, your mental mindset. And in turn, you're going to help all the other people that are around you. They feel that vibration. They feel your energy and they are going to hopefully mimic that. So I hope that you've enjoyed this. I hope that it has brought you some positive vibrations. And I hope you go out into the world and start doing incredible things that really fill your soul, that really make you feel like a million bucks. So go out there, put a smile on your face and have some fun. I could rhyme off what I consider to be a very reasonable list of things that could get us on the path to making the world better. Equal rights, equal pay, human rights, imagine that, gun control, clean water, and a home for every living person, more volunteers, less greedy guesses, a much smaller gap between poverty and billionaires, less waste, less anger, more empathy, more heart, politicians who actually care. And whether you like that list or not, I think we can probably agree that it's actually the little things that start the chain of bettering the world. Can you imagine, and this is a bold thought, if we all just treated each other the way we wanted to be treated ourselves? (laughs) I know, wild stuff. Listen, we can make a list of ideas, pages and pages, hundreds of thoughts of where to start and what kinds of things we can do, suggestions on both sides of the fence based on our own beliefs, but I honestly think it's just that simple. Treat others the way you want to be treated. I do think we're all a little narcissistic to a point, some more than others. It's only natural that we think of ourselves and our family and our lives the most because that's what we know and it's what we care about. But it's not hard to imagine what it would feel like or look like to experience what another human is going through. It's just not. Certainly not if you sit with it, look a person in the face, really listen and pay attention. It's not going to save the world, but I feel like it's a darn good place to start. This is a tip, actually. You don't have to save the world today. Start small. Donate blood, don't litter, reuse and recycle, be kind to animals, turn the tap off when you brush your teeth, let someone else have your seat on public transit, wave when someone lets you in, spend less time online, hug a stranger, spread kindness, be grateful, be helpful, give money when you can, and talk to houseless humans. Thank you so much to my guests, Jen, Mandeep, Nicole, and Michelle. You can find all of them tagged here and on my social, and they are each worthy of your time and consider following along. Okay, that was it for the Your Stories series. Let me know what you think. And if you have an idea for an episode, please send me a DM. I'm at This Is It Actually on Instagram and at Jenny Besworth on Twitter. If you'd like to support the podcast, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash TIIA. Every dollar helps me keep making it. I'm so happy you gave me your time today. Now go on with your bad self and make the world a little better and brighter. I believe in you. Oh, and go say something nice to someone. This is it, actually. Take a sip and grab a seat. Cause this is it.